this school, this program, the state, it means a lot to me. You are listening to the Three Pillars Podcast, presented by the American East Alumni Network. Here is your host, Sam Schwartz. Chris Markwood was introduced as head coach of Maine men's basketball in March. He is a 2005 graduate of the University of Maine, former Black Bear captain. Chris, appreciate appreciate the time here and excited to welcome you to AE Hoops. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. Excited to be on. And it's a welcome back to AE Hoops. I, I misspoke there. Uh, you, you certainly have some experience in this league, which we will get into here. You most recently were at Boston College. So let's just start with your most recent journey. Uh, you had 16 years of being an assistant coach in college basketball. Uh, somehow we're able to stay in New England for that whole time, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I get, I get asked that question a lot. Uh, I obviously love New England being from here. It wasn't a choice. It just kind of worked out that way um, in terms of like moving from, from the schools that are moving to the schools that I did. Um, you know, I had some opportunities to leave the region, but, you know, I've just been blessed throughout my career to work at great institutions, more importantly, work for some unbelievable head coaches uh, and work with some great assistant coaches and players. So, uh, you know, I've, I've really loved and enjoyed every place that I've been at and have never really felt the need to leave any of them, to be honest. It's just, you know, um, as my career progressed, I had some opportunities to go to some really good spots and uh, that, that's kind of brought me to where I am today. Yeah, one, it seems like there's some ties for you at each each and every stop. I mean, you're you're coming back to your alma mater here. We'll get to that. But uh, you coach at, at BC, Boston College, in the ACC. You didn't play in the ACC, but Notre Dame playing in the ACC now. And you started your playing career there. So um, what was kind of your taste of, of that brand of basketball and how that may help you be successful here at Maine? Yeah, it was tremendous. I mean, it was an unbelievable experience. And I, and I can't thank uh, Coach Earl Grant enough for giving me that opportunity to, to work with him. Uh, it's it's It was, I mean, as I said, it's an unbelievable level, uh, highly competitive, you know, in most years, the best league in the country are right there as one of the top leagues in the country every year. So just to be able to experience it was was amazing. Um, you know, I, I was fortunate to coach some some great players there. Um, build some really strong relationships with those guys, both the players and the staff. It was it was an unbelievable year. You know, I really was only there for 10 to 11 months. I wasn't planning on it being that short of a stay. Uh, you know, I didn't know this opportunity was going to pop up the way it did. But, um, yeah, I loved every second of my time at Boston College. It's a great institution, unbelievable institution. Um, you know, high standards academically, which I loved being in that environment. Uh, I loved being around guys that – that really want to chase, uh, you know, the academic side of things um, and have aspirations after their professional basketball, after the college and the professional basketball career. Uh, it, it was really fun for me. And uh, I think it will definitely help me. That experience will definitely help me moving forward for sure. Yeah. And before that, um, again, staying in the New England region, you're at Northeastern Maine and Vermont, two America East schools, uh, one who you now are taking over as as head coach. But um, let's talk about your your experience 
at the University of Maine as an assistant coach. Uh, how did it come up that you were able to be an assistant coach at your alma mater? And, and what was it like just kind of beginning your coaching career on the other side of, of being able to coach student athletes? Yeah, I, again, I was really blessed to be able to come back uh, to Maine after playing here and graduating from here. Uh, Ted Woolward was the coach at the time. Um, he, he took over the program heading into my senior year. Coach Gian, John Giannini was the head coach that, I, that recruited me to come back to Maine from, from uh, Notre Dame. Uh, we had a really good year. My, the one year I played for Coach G, uh, my junior year, we won 20-plus games and, and lost to Vermont a championship game to go to the NCAA tournament. He ended up getting uh, the LaSalle job that summer heading into my senior year, and they gave the job to, to, to Ted. Uh, who was his right-hand guy here for a long time. And, um, you know, I, once I got, uh, once I graduated from Maine, I was kind of in limbo on what I was going to do. You know, I, like, like most guys that, that are in the same, that were in the same phase as me, I wanted to play professional basketball, uh, continued to work out and try to chase that dream uh, back home after I graduated back in Portland. Uh, and ended up kind of just picking up a job. Uh, I was working at a mortgage company with some fr close friends of mine you trying to use my business degree just throughout the summer while I was still working out and still trying to trying to chase the professional career and just ended up kind of sticking and went, sticking and staying in Portland and working uh, a couple of different jobs was at the mortgage company for five or six months. Then I went over to city financial worked there for three or four months. And uh, that next summer um, they had a position open up here at Maine and Ted asked me to come back. Um, and I, you know, ran up 95 to get here. I was really excited. I always knew, uh, I knew from a pretty young age I wanted to get into coaching. Like I always knew that was the route I wanted to go. I uh, wasn't quite sure what level it was going to be at, um, you know, whether it was going to be high school or college, didn't really know. Uh, but I always knew, I, you know, I was a diehard basketball guy. I was a gym rat. I was a junkie. loved the game. Anytime I could, you know, stay up at night and watch a game, I would. Didn't, didn't matter what level it was. So. Uh, when he asked me to come back, I was excited. I was elated and uh, jumped on it right away and was fortunate to be here for five years. You know, we had a, we had a great group of guys here on our staff, um, an amazing assistant coaching group. Uh, Doug Leishner and Mike Burden were big time mentors for me with Ted Woolward, all three of those guys. I was young, you know, I was 23, 24 years old. I just got out of college. Didn't really know much about this side of it. Uh, and there was a huge learning curve there for me, but they all took me under their wing. Um, and it was a, it was an enjoyable five years for me. I really loved my time here, had a really hard time leaving. When it came time to make the decision on Vermont, it was really hard for me, obviously, with my ties to the school and to the state uh, and to the staff here and the players. Um, but, yeah, it was it was an amazing five years. I, I loved every every second of it. It, it really kind of set the table for me in, in, in my career moving forward. Um, you know, I think, I think we accomplished a lot of great things here in our time as, as a staff and, uh, really helped propel my career. And then you mentioned the Vermont job. You went from one America East school, your alma mater to another, and ultimately won an America East championship. You went to the NCAA tournament in your first year as an assistant at Vermont. And that was John Becker's first year as an assistant. What do you remember from that season specifically? Mark? Yeah, that was, yeah, that transition was, was crazy. As I said, it was a hard decision to leave Maine, uh, especially to go in league to Vermont. Um, you know, I had gotten to know uh, coach Becker. We had competed against each other. He had been at 
Vermont five years, same amount of time I had been at Maine as an assistant. So we had gotten to know each other throughout that time. I think, uh, you know, obviously we, we really respected them. They had a great program and had a ton of success. That was kind of, you know, during my playing days at Maine and then into my early coaching years, that was kind of where the Vermont uh, dynasty started. You know, that, that was really then. And I played against and graduated the same year as TJ uh, Sorrentine and, and Taylor Copperrath when it really started and kind of carried over into uh, Lonergan's years coaching while, while Becker was an assistant for him. And then, uh, you know, JB asked me to come on with him when he got the job. Um, that first year was was great. We had an unbelievable group of guys. They were really tight knit. They were used to winning, um, but just a, a fun, fun group. Um, and, you know, we, 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 Vermont has expectations to win every year. That's the thing. So when I got there, that was, you know, as soon as I walked in the door, even though coach Becker was a first time head coach, you know, the expectation was to win a league title and, and get back to the NCAA tournament. And those guys knew that that's how they worked every day. That's how they competed. And, um, it was, it was a special ride. Uh, we had a lot of fun. We had some, you know, uh, so it was a little bit up and down. We, I, I was actually with coach Becker at the American East coaches meetings earlier in the week. And we talked about that year. Like we had a stretch in the non-conference where we lost five straight games. Um, had some, I said, had some heartbreaking games and, uh, you know, but there's a lot of ups and downs, but we really hit our stride, uh, once we got into conference. And those guys really gelled and, uh, you know, it culminated in an in a unbelievable win at Stony Brook on their home court in the championship game, uh, gave us an opportunity to go to the tournament. And it was unique. We played in that we got, uh, you know, we got we were put in the first four group and uh, we played Lamar. Um, and it was it was a lot of fun to, to actually be in that environment, to be out in Dayton and playing in the in the first four and, you know, being able to get a win against Lamar. Their best player at the time, I don't know, I don't, a lot of people didn't know him, Mike James, who's had his a few stints in the NBA and probably one of the premier players overseas right now in Europe, uh, was on that team. Um, and uh, we beat them in Dayton. And then we went on, we jumped on the plane and played North Carolina in the, in the first first round. So that that year was amazing. A lot of fun. Like I said, I think the thing that that I that I take from that year the most was just the relationships that that group of guys that we coached were unbelievable Matt Glass and you know Brian Vokel Sandra Carissimo they were all younger um but we just had a great group of guys I'm forgetting some names now we just had a great group of guys that were, were a joy to coach you know you mentioned connecting reconnecting with John Becker Chris uh, earlier this week at, at the meetings but uh, what what was did he reach out I guess initially and how have you sort of connected since you have returned here to the America East conference. Yeah, I'm, I'm really close with coach Becker. I mean, uh, that's one of my guys, uh, close friend, really that whole staff that we had at Vermont, we've stayed in touch. I mean, those are some of my best friends. Um, so I, I talked to all those guys, whether it was the assistant staff, Kyle Saplicki, Ron Schneider, R.A. Shapiro Miller, like all those guys were really close with, um, so, you know, you know, I talked to coach Becker every couple of weeks, at least if not every week. And, uh, so, you know, he definitely reached out to me. I, I actually talked to him when I was kind of going through the process, if I was going to, you know, take the job and stuff like that. So um, he's always been very supportive of my career. Um, he, he's been a huge mentor for me, um, you know, and I've been a huge cheerleader for him since, you know, while I was there, since I left uh, to watch what he's done with that program. It's, you know, truly amazing. Um, and, you know, now, now I'm at, now I'm a competitor against him and we got to try to, 
try to take them down, which we know is not going to be easy, but they've kind of set the bar. They've set the standard for all the teams in this league that we're all aspiring to be. And, um, you know, really looking forward to, to trying to chase them down. Yeah, it's been the green and gold standard over the last decade or so. I mean, Vermont really has always been there at the top of this conference, but four championships now in the last six years after going to the NCAA tournament again this year. That's something that you are not unfamiliar with, though, Chris. You went to multiple NCAA tournaments as a player at Notre Dame uh, when the Fighting Irish were in the Big East, and then you've coached in now multiple NCAA tournaments. You mentioned getting the win at Vermont. Uh, but also at Northeastern uh, in the CAA. So uh, how will that experience help you chase the Vermonts of this conference and and ultimately at some point uh, overtake John Becker's squad and the rest of the league to get to that, to get Maine to that NCAA tournament? Yeah. I mean, I think because like you said, just the experience of, of going through it, being there, winning at a high level, you, you know what it looks like. Uh, you know what that environment feels like. Uh, how connected your locker room is in those instances and in those situations. Um, and just trying to build it around that. You know, I think the the commonality between all those teams that 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 I was a part of that made it. Um, you know, we had really high level, high character uh young men that were selfless, you know, that really competed, had a chip on their shoulder, um, and were about, you know, had a team first mentality. Um, and you know, that's what we're gonna drive home here as a staff. You know, I think I'm walking into a program, uh, you know, of, of really high character, you know, student athletes. I think Coach Barron did a, did a great job in terms of the type of people that he brought into this program. Um, I really enjoyed working with the returning guys that we had here the first three weeks that I had on the job before the spring semester finished up. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're working diligently right now to try to add some pieces to that group that we feel can compete at a high level uh, in this league. But to me, that's that's what it is. I mean, you know, utilizing those experiences that I had in terms of, you know, trying to build the atmosphere around what it takes to win a championship. And I've been fortunate enough to, to, to be a part of that a few times and, uh, you know, really looking forward to, you know, getting Maine to a point to a point where we can compete for him as well. How do you do it? What have been some of the first steps here early on in your tenure of just about two months um, on the job, what it would have, would have been the first things that have taken uh, the top of your priority list here, Chris? Yeah. The first thing was obviously you get the job. You're trying to uh, get to know the the guys that are here, you know, the, the returning players that are here that are going to be on the roster moving forward, trying to spend time with them um, on and off court. Uh, my, a big thing for me was just getting on the court with them so they could start to really, you know, see who I am as a, as a coach, see who I am, who I am as a person, um, so, you know, we were able to get like about three weeks of workouts in just myself. I, I didn't bring anybody with me right away on the staff. Um, so that was a top priority for me was, uh, you know, they're going through a lot. Anytime there's a coaching change, it's not easy. I've been a part of that. Uh, not as much with someone getting let go, but with guys getting jobs and then, you know, having to get to know a new coach and, and, and kind of rebuild the, the culture and all that stuff under a different philosophy. So, you know, I just wanted to be there for them as best as I could be, um, let them know that, you know, I'm going to support them any way that I possibly can. And that was kind of the first step was just getting to know those guys, them getting to know me. Um, and then from there, it's, you know, starting to build it um, first and foremost with a staff. You know, I, I think 
you know, the, the key to success in any program, obviously, is getting the right people in place. And for me, getting a staff in here that I feel um, that I can really lean on, um, that, I, that our players, our student athletes can really lean on and, and, and uh, really trust um, that are going to help put them in the best position possible, both on and off the court, was a big, big deal to me. Um, and I, I took my time with it. Um, and, but I'm ecstatic about the group that we have, you know, we have, we've had two guys officially hired in, in Rob O'Driscoll, uh, and Pete Gash, uh, both Philly guys, um, both highly experienced, uh, coaches, you know, Rob's been in the business at the division one level for, you know, almost going on 30 years. Um, and, and, you know, I'm very fortunate to have him on board as a guy that, you know, as a first-time head coach, to have someone that has that type of experience, uh, I just feel blessed. Uh, you know, we coached against each other in CAA for seven years, so I got to know him. Um, and he's been a part of winning everywhere he's been. And, uh, you know, I think we're really fortunate as a program to have him on board here. And same with Pete. Pete's been all over the place. He's going on year 15 or 16 uh, at the Division One level. He's coached at all levels of Division One. Um, all the way up to the high major level, you know, this past year he was at Wagner. Um, but again, brings a wealth of experience, a, a great person. And both those guys are just, you know, great people, first and foremost, which is what I was looking for. Um, and, you know, we got a couple other guys that are on board that haven't officially been hired yet. So I don't, I don't know how much I can talk about them, but really excited about them too. I think they're, they're a great fit for what we're looking to do here within this program. And I think they're a great fit for this institution. And most importantly, I just think that that our guys are going to really be able to draw from the staff and, uh, you know, help make help. The, they're going to be able to help make them, you know, better men, uh, help help them make them better players and um, help really uh, make their college experience very enjoyable, which I'm excited about. I do want to transition eventually to your college experience, Chris, but uh, that actually time in history in Maine basketball history was the last time that the Black Bears won an America East playoff game. Uh, it's been a long time, and as you focus on that goal of getting to the elusive uh, NCAA tournament for Maine, what do you remember from your playing days uh, that will help build this program into a championship-caliber program? Yeah, I think first and foremost, like the two years I was here, you know, I played a year and a half. I, I transferred mid-semester or mid-year, um, so I played the second semester of my junior year and then played my, the full year of my senior year. I played on some really talented teams. Uh, you know, that first year with under Coach G where we won 20, 21 games and, and lost to Vermont in the championship game, it was a talented, talented group. Uh, Eric Dobson, I think, was our, you know, kind of our, our best player that year, um, second team all-league guy. But we had Kevin Reed who – you guys are familiar with was a really good player at UMaine here for four years was on the staff here under coach Barron um you know one of the best shooters to ever play at Maine one of the best players to ever play at Maine I was on that team he was young um but he was on that team uh, Joe Campbell was a really good player Mark Flavin was a really good player here uh we had a bunch of guys Freddie Peckis uh, we had a really deep team and, and what a lot of people don't remember is Ricky White was supposed to be on that team um who was was coming into that season was the year before was a first team all conference player so you know we won 20 games he probably would arguably would have been our best player on that team if he would have been able to play that year so we had a really talented group we had a fun group we were very connected um and you know coach g coached us really hard he's an excellent coach and he got the most out of us and uh 
you know, the league was really tough. That was, you know, we won, we won 20 games that year with that league. Like, like I said, that was the start of the, the Vermont run with, with TJ and, and Taylor, uh, but they were good. You know, BU might've been the most talented team in the league. Dennis Wolf had an amazing run at Boston University for a long time. They were always right at the top of the league. Uh, Northeastern had JJ Berea. Uh, so, I mean, it was just, it was, a, it was, a, it was, you know, it was a great team. And then, uh, the, you know, we had a, we had a really good run in the tournament that year and made it to the championship game. Unfortunately, Taylor Coppenrath had a, had a, like a Michael Jordan, uh, <laughs> Michael Jordan run there in a championship game. He had like 43 points against us coming off a broken wrist. It was unbelievable, but uh, to end the year for us, but it was a great season. And then the next year, again, we were, we were talented again. Uh, I think what hurt us my senior year is we had some injuries. I ended up, I think we were two and all, we had a, you know, a really strong record. We had beaten URI, lost a close game to Boston College. We were 2-0 in conference. Back then, you played a conference game before Christmas. Uh, we had beaten, I think, UNBC down there before Christmas. We opened up with after Christmas as, against Stony Brook. We beat them pretty handily. I ended up breaking my hand, like, in the last, like, three or four minutes of the game on a, kind of a fluke play on a closeout. And I ended up missing like, you know, four or five weeks in the middle of conference play. Ernest Turner, who was on that team, was really talented guard out of, out of New Jersey. He ended up, he started with me in the backcourt. He ended up hurting his shoulder and missed like two or three weeks during the same time. It really kind of disrupted the flow that we had going on as a group. Um, but again, we just, we had a talented group. We had guys that really embraced University of Maine, loved being here. Um, and we were really close knit. And I think that's what led to some of the success that we had here when I was playing. The ESPN app remains your home for all America East hoops games all season long. Every single America East men's and women's basketball home game will be broadcast on ESPN Plus or ESPN3. So download the app or visit watchespn.com all season long. And you were a captain when you were playing for this team. You're now coaching this team. Did you ever think that was in the realm of possibility when you were named a captain of the black bears. And I guess how, how are you drawing back on that experience as a leader and a student athlete as you try to now lead this team? Yeah, I never knew that it would be the case. Obviously dream of it. Like I said, I, I always knew I wanted to coach and I, I grew up a, a diehard college basketball fan. So I always wanted to be a college basketball coach. Uh, didn't know if it was ever going to happen, as I said earlier, but uh so at the time, no, never really thought it would. Uh, obviously, feel uh, extremely blessed to be a part of it now. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think as a player, you know, and as a captain, I always took that role on, whether it was high school or college. You know, I was a point guard, and I'm from, you know, I believe that 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 position, and always believed when I was growing up playing it, like you had to be the leader of the team and. Uh, I, I really took that to heart. Uh, as I said, I was a gym rat. I was a junkie. I watched the game constantly. So I always had a pretty good feel in, 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 in terms of IQ and how the game should be played. Um, definitely had a team first mentality, which is, I think, why, you know, the players and, and, and the staff that I played for put me in the position to be a captain. So I've always felt like that's been in me. And I think that's, you know, obviously why I wanted to get into coaching because I loved it. I felt I could, you know, help lead young men, uh, help be a really good role model for them um, and try to help develop them as they, as they went through this critical phase of their lives. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm pulling from those experiences all every day, you know, I mean, it's all 
who I am today is just a culmination of all the experiences I've been through, both as a player, as a person, you know, as a coach. It's it's all kind of coming together at one time now, and hopefully, I can instill some of the stuff that I've learned over my time uh, with these guys here. Your first head coaching job is in your home state for your alma mater. How cool is that to be actually the first uh, Maine native to be guiding the Black Bears in almost 40 years? Yeah, it's a dream come true. I mean, I know I said it to a lot of people. I said in the press conference, uh, this school, this program, the state, it it means a lot to me, obviously, Uh, coming from here, growing up in the Portland area. uh, You know, I grew up, it's a little bit different nowadays, but I grew up in an era where, you know, Kids wanted to stay home and represent their home state, and uh, and and that that means a lot. And uh, obviously, I, I went to Notre Dame first, but when I had the opportunity to come to transfer, there was different schools that I was looking at, but I wanted to come back to Maine and put those five letters across my chest and try to represent it the best way that I could. And um, and I'm even more excited to come back and do it. You know, Maine's never been to the NCAA tournament, and that was a big part of me transferring to to Maine, wanting to be a part of that. And that's a big part of me coming back too, is seeing, you know, taking a swing at uh, trying to get this program over the hump and put them up towards the top of the league on a consistent basis. And, uh, you know, I, we all know it's a big challenge, but that's 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 the fun part. That's the exciting part. And, and, and I think we got a great staff on board here. We're going to have great young student athletes in here that, that are going to be of the same mindset. And we're really looking forward to attack it. You mentioned a pride about representing your home state. You're actually not the only one in your family who did that at the University of Maine. It's not the only homecoming story. Your wife was an all-conference player at the University of Maine, America East All-Conference honoree, uh, and she is also from Maine. So did you, either of you, I guess, ever envision both returning to Orno at some point in your lives? Yeah, I don't know if we did. I mean, obviously, we always, you know, as you come up, you, you you wonder if it's ever a possibility. You know, I've been, me and Ash have been together a long time now. We've been, we're going on this weekend. We've married eight years, but we've been together almost 14. And, um, you know, as I've kind of climbed throughout the business and within the coaching landscape, you always wondered if, you know, the goal was to become a head coach, the obviously a dream to be able to get back to Maine. As you said, my wife is from 50 minutes south of the, of the campus. So, you know, she, she grew up a die, her whole family, you know, they're big time UMaine fans. She grew up watching Cindy Blodgett and Amy Vashon and those teams. And, you know, she knew this is where she wanted to be. As you said, she had an amazing career here. She was a really good player and played on some great teams here. Uh, went to the NCAA tournament. One of the teams I think went 16 and 0 and regular season play. So, She's got a ton of history here um, and she's ecstatic to be back as well. Um, it's just a place that means a lot to the both of us. We both have very fond memories of it. Um, and we're, we're excited to be able to give back, you know, uh, give back to the student athletes, give back to the community. We just, we took so much from it as student athletes here. Um, we're excited to kind of give some of that back, you know. And this is Ashley Underwood, formerly, who we are talking about. For those who may not may not remember her from the early 2000s as a standout for the Black Bears, actually holds the America East single season record for free throw percentage above 92%. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I dug that up right before we got on. How about that? I love, she's going to love that you dug that one up. <laughs> she uh, she can really shoot the basketball, man. We, uh, it's funny. I probably shouldn't tell this story, but we always, everyone's, you know, we'll take, we got two young daughters 
six and three London and Malia. Uh, we, you know, we always take them into the gym and they're not quite there yet in terms of wanting to just play basketball all the time. So when we do that, a lot of times they end up doing other stuff than shooting, shooting hoops, but never fails that me and Ash get out there when it gets a little bit competitive. And uh, usually when we play one-on-one, we play one-on-one, I'm good, but we get into the shooting games. Uh, she usually takes my money. I'll tell you that much. So I try to stay away from those, but she's going to love the, the free throw stat. She can really shoot the basketball. And I, sh- I will say she has some bragging rights over you in another another category. As you mentioned, America East champion. How, mo- how often does that come up uh, at home? Oh, uh, yeah. She's a, if you remember her at all, she's very competitive. So uh, I hear a lot about all this stuff, believe me. But uh, no, nah, I mean, like I said, I, I, she's, I remember watching her, you know, back then. I mean, uh, I've known her family for a long time. Me and her older brother played AAU basketball together. And, um, you know, when we, when we both were in school here, we weren't that close. Like we would say hi and stuff, we, but we didn't know each other great or anything like that. Uh, but I remember watching her. She was really good, uh, really good, tough, competitive. As you said, she could really shoot at one of the best shooters in the league during, during her time here and played on some great teams. So a lot of fun to watch. And, uh, you know, I, like I said, she's excited to be back too. Uh, she's got a ton of memories. Her and Amy are close and, um, you know, they've, they've stayed in contact and she's excited to follow our team, but she's also excited to follow her team too. You know, the women's team here, they've done a tremendous job over the years. And, you know, with us having two young daughters, we're going to be, you know, the number one fans for their program as well. Yeah. Good luck finding a seat in there, Jim. Uh, They, they packed the pit, but One more, one more thing on on Ashley, Coach. Uh, I I don't know where her career path has taken her, but I do know, as I have heard, there was maybe a little a little side stop on a TV show, a massive TV show. Can you tell me about that? Yes, yeah. It was, I think it was my maybe my last year coaching here. Um, she ended up getting on with uh, Survivor and did a one season of Survivor, which kind of stemmed from. You know, when she got done, so she she graduated from here. She went and played professional basketball for a year in Switzerland and then kind of came back like all of us in our early 20s trying to figure out what she wanted to do. She she had a nursing degree from Maine, which is a really strong program here. Um, and she was kind of doing that, but was still wasn't sure if that's what she wanted to do for the rest of her life. So she was dabbling in some different things. She ended up getting into the pageant world um, and she won Miss Maine. And then that led her to Miss USA uh pageant and from that she kind of developed some relationships um and really how it started was her and one of her close friends from the miss usa pageant uh were asked to try out for um the amazing race and they and the two of them ended up becoming like alternates they didn't eventually make the show but they were alternates and then her friend that was she was on there with her and her fiance ended up getting on the amazing race and then the company uh asked ash to go on survivor and that's how she got on so she did it for a season she had an unbelievable experience obviously it was really hard um i think everything you see you kind of wonder what those shows are they real and i'll I'll tell you like when she came back it was it was real it was it was she came back a different she was had lost a ton of weight hadn't eaten much food and had a parasite like all this stuff going on and uh but she finished, you know, I think she she finished top four. She had an amazing run on it, which wasn't surprising to anybody that knows her. She's ultra competitive and did a great job. We were, you know, so proud of her. And uh, we watched like, so they do it. And then you got to keep it a secret for a certain amount of time till the show goes. And we, so we had like, 
you know, parties every week at it with her family to watch the show. It was just, it was an unbelievable experience. And, um, you know, she's been asked to go back on over the years and just, I think she's decided that one time was enough. Uh, and, and obviously as you get older and you have a family, it makes it a little bit tougher, but, uh, it was, it was a fun ride. I think for her, you know, she, you should get her on the, on the podcast sometime to talk about it. Cause she, she'd have some, a lot of, a lot of good details in terms of the show and the experience and all that stuff. But it was, it was a crazy ride for her. It's a crazy ride for all of us that kind of got to watch her along that. And we're, we were super proud of her for sure. Amazing. You Mainers are built different. We actually have had a podcast guest from the University of Maine who was an, uh, still is, I think, an American Ninja Warrior, Flex Lebrec, uh, Jesse Lebrec. She, she was a track and field student athlete. I don't know what's in the water up there in, 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 uh, in Maine, but that's how they build them, man. All right, coach, let's uh, let's end with some fun questions to, to get to know you personally a little more before we get you out of here. And, and I guess the first one I'll, I'll start with is, um, are you a morning or night person? It's a good one. I'm a little bit of both, to be honest. I don't really operate on a ton of sleep. Uh, I've always kind of been more of a night person. And then, you know, as I've gotten older, I have no issues, you know, going to bed at midnight and waking up at 6 a.m., 5.30 and starting the day. So I know that might not be the most healthy thing. Uh, part of that is when you have young kids, as we all know, uh, that kind of speeds that process up. Um, so and also being a college basketball coach, there's only so much time in the day and you got to maximize it. So uh, I'm a little bit of both. You know, I, I really, you know, I enjoy, you know, getting home from work, spending, uh, spending time with the family, you know, helping my wife get the girls to bed and, and trying to take my time there. And then I'll work after that. So it ends up taking me in, you know, a little bit later in the night, whether it's making phone calls or during the season prepping for a scout or, so I just tend to stay up a little bit later. And then, like I said, the day usually always starts early for us in our household anyway. So that's just kind of what it's come to. When you're not coaching, watching basketball, what's your sport of choice? Football. Yeah. I mean, I, I love, I'm, I love all sports, but, uh, I'm a big football guy. I played it, you know, all the way up through my freshman year of high school and then decided to really focus on basketball, but I love football. You know, I love watching golf. I mean, I'll watch really anything, but, uh, football definitely is kind of the, the, the next one for me. So is it go Pats? Come on, man. You, you already know we're in New England. I'm a, I'm a Portland kid. So I definitely am a Pats fan. All Boston sports pretty, pretty much for me. Yeah, we got we got some Celtics games to watch here coming up. Yeah, let's hope. Let's hope. Keep it yeah. going. All right, one more for you. Uh, when you are not in vacation land, where are you taking a vacation with the family? Number one choice. That's a good question. So for the last uh, 11, 12 years since we've been out of Maine, we tend to come back to vacation land to vacation. <laughs> Uh, Kenny Bunkport has always been kind of our, our choice, our spot, um, which is a great place if you've never been. Uh, but like we just got back, we did a, a little stint down in Florida. Uh, we tend to go down there. Um, you know, I, I would say once a year, it doesn't always happen every year, but we try to get down to Florida. We were in Sarasota on the beach for a few days and then we went, took the girls over to Disney for a couple of days. So, uh, we tend to do that, but you know, in this business, we don't get a ton of time off. So, uh, you know, I try to get a week, you know, uh, during this stretch here and maybe a few days in August before school gets going again, just to recharge the battery. But 
we always take a week in Maine. Like I said, that's always been our thing. Uh, try to find a, a, you know, a spot to just relax in the state. And then um, usually it's down in Florida for some time too. Well, Chris, loved hearing about your now full circle journey and return to your, your home state. Uh, really excited to see what's, what's next for you and the Black Bears. And welcome back to the America East. Yeah, thank you very much. We're excited to be back and looking forward to get going. Thanks for listening to the Three Pillars podcast brought to you by the America East Alumni Network. More episodes can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. So hit that subscribe button to be alerted to new episodes. And for more, visit AmericaEast.com.